Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and analyze Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. And I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. Hello. Welcome back. Yes, sir. Wednesday, and we are on to minute number 68. Oh, yeah. Action-packed minute. Some screening, some screaming, some panic. Some screaming. A little bit of bad language. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, Rated rated PG this episode. Yeah, so please bear with us as we we might say a couple of bad words, courtesy of uh, the younger Dr. Marcus. Right. All right, so this minute starts with Terrell. Um, He says, I'm afraid it's even hotter than you think, Dr. And it ends with uh, Terrell looking very unsure of himself and almost having an internal conversation with himself. <laughs> yeah, I think we get to, I think that that's the, both in this minute and the next. <laughs> Some more fine acting uh, from Paul Winfield. This is his minute. These next two minutes are, are all his. You know, you're right. I didn't even think about that as we were, as we were prepping for this. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's too bad that it's his minute. That's uh, <laughs> what goes on. What goes on, yes. But, I mean, he goes in, he, you know, he starts out th- this minute and, you know, he's very confident. I'm afraid it's even harder than you think, Doctor. You know, mm. and then his next thing, you as they pull the camera back, you know, he lifts the phaser, which we'll get to the phaser in a minute. But he gets, he, he pulls up the phaser and then he's almost like, please, <laughs> don't, don't move. You know, like he's. He's clearly having this real internal struggle. Yeah, he's the bad guy in one sentence, and he's, uh, you know, uh, the, the prisoner that he is in, in the next. Yeah. yeah I, I noticed the same thing. I, I don't think I, I ever quite picked up on it, you know, just watching the movie straight through. Right. Um, but, it was, yeah, it was interesting to see it line by line. Um, it, it actually caused me to uh, – I was looking at the novelization because there's actually some other, some of the some of the back and forth here that happens. I had a question marks on like, am I missing something? Did they cut out some dialogue? Right. And then so the conversation seems disjoint, disjointed, but the novelization is, it, it's all everything that's here is in the novelization. Right. Um, so it's it's uh it I think it's like you said it's his inter- his internal struggle uh, is also happening. Externally, yeah it's, yeah, it's happening externally now because he's he's definitely, you know, he one yeah like like I said in the first minute he's very commanding and definitely like, pawn uh, you know cons pawn and then the next next second he's you know please please don't don't do anything I don't want to do anything here and then Kirk you know he interjects and he's like sadly surprised I mean he's almost like. Chekhov? Like, what is this business? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he, he's definitely 
I, I had hurt and shocked is what I had for my yeah. notes. Yeah, hurt. Yeah, that's exactly the way I would say it. Yeah, hurt and shocked. Yeah. Um, not a huge fan of Chekhov's, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, Admiral. You know, okay. It's almost you know, like I you guess. woke up from a nap. Uh, I'm sorry, Admiral. You know, it's like he's got that rough, hoarse voice. I mean, I know he's trying to portray the struggle. Uh, yeah. Paul Winfield, I think, does it just better. I just feel like Chekhov is bad. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not selling it as well. Right. Luckily, he does not have uh, a lot to do in this minute. Again, it's Paul. Paul Winfield's minute. It's Terrell's minute. Yes, this is Terrell's, is it Terrell's minute. minute or Paul Winfield's minute. Yeah. Um, I would say Paul Winfield's. Let's go All Paul right. Winfield's minute. And um, Chekhov's left-handed. You are the most observant ever. Yeah, he is. And he also appears to be pointing to into nowhere. Uh, no, I think he's got the drop of McCoy. You think that's what it is? Savick and McCoy? I think so. Because Terrell has definitely got, he's got a beat on Kirk. But it yeah. just looks like it almost, I mean, the way the scene is sort of framed, it just looks like, it just looks like he's looking at nothing. Or, or, he's, he's, or he's pointing at Genesis. Or he could be pointing at where David came out of. Yeah. Nowhere. No, he should be pointing. He should be pointing at the ceiling, right? <laughs> as, as we established. Right. You know, it's. Uh, did you watch Chekhov um, <clears throat> pulling his phaser out? Uh, he makes like an adjustment to the the bottom of the phaser, like the <clears throat> on the handle. Um, and I, I don't know if he's switching it from stun to kill or vice versa, but that is not where I would have expected the <clears throat> the settings to be changed. Well, I don't think so because it looks like. During the close-up, um, and, and let me just interject with uh, this phaser's badass. Let me just say that. This badass. phaser is badass. Okay. It's it's very sleek. It just looks very cool. It harkens back to the old original phasers. You know, it's like a gun. Um, mm -hmm. Looks futuristic, and it just – it. You know, it's like that metallic blue color, and it's got the lights on the top with the with all the settings. It just looks very cool. <laughs> So, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Chekhov is really. I, I almost feel like he may have uh, it slipped out of his hand or something, and he's adjusting it. Uh, no, I would have. I I thought he was deliberately setting it to whatever, whatever he's setting it to, kill or stun. Uh, but do you think it would be on the top? The beep boop beep. Yeah, he's doing it wrong. <laughs> he's doing it wrong. Does um, the phaser? So a couple of things on the phaser, and this is one of my bad trekking moments. Huh. It wasn't in the original series. Wasn't the phaser at one point not a gun, but it was almost like just the top of this phaser? Didn't they just hold? It looked almost like the communicator. Am I imagining that? Well, that's why. Like uh, I happen to be watching uh, Next Generation at this time that we're sort of recording, and they have you know obviously the long handled oh, one, and then they have one. like the little mini one, and I know that. There were little mini ones in uh, the original the original series, but I also thought it was like a black, you know, bl black gun, and it had sort of like the almost like a dish front. The dish, oh yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, the classic phaser, yep. But uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna have to definitely do a poll because um, to pick your favorite phaser. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, because uh, there's yeah, there were a lot of different ones. I mean, even Enterprise had uh, you know the TV show had different ones. There were two, at least two different ones in, um, you know, and that's we're just talking about the Federation ones. I mean, they're each species had their own right. had their own phaser or you know weapon of some sort. I, I did not know you had so much passion for the phasers, Dave. Phasers are fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, speaking of the next generation, um, this the top of this phaser totally makes me think of the next generation. Uh, the yeah, way the, yeah, exactly. I don't, it looks like something that would be on the, the bridge of the Enterprise, like one of the control panels on the bridge. You know, it's got that color scheme, yep. uh, the, the look of the buttons. It, it, it's very reminiscent of that. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. All right. So, so Chekhov's got the drop on, <laughs> we don't know what. Um, so then we, the big reveal here is that they have been hiding these communicators on their wrists, these big black giant box communicators. Like how they've been, hey, Chekhov, what's that bulge on your arm? You know, I mean, it's not standard issue. Nope. Um, it's it just, it's funny just how the reveal sort of, you know, he's wearing this big giant thing on his wrist and obviously the reveal is he's, you know, your excellency, have you been listening? And we switch over to the bridge of the Reliant. So now we know how Khan has gotten a lot of his information from Kirk, uh, you know, on the space station and stuff was because of the communicator. So you, so you do think it was yes. the communicators? I, I believe know we it, debate, I know we debated this in the other yeah, minute. I believe it's. Uh, I believe wholeheartedly it was a communicator. Yep. So can we talk about the communicator? I had a couple things here. So it, interestingly, right? They cut to the first thing they cut to on the Reliant is Khan, you know, turning on the the radio. Yes. Um, and so we get a nice close up of his wristband thing. <laughs> And I get a couple things, you know, the joke I want to say is, oh, that's like an early prototype of the, the Apple watch. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. I know. Um, but it also makes me think, is that what is Terrell and Chekhov just wearing a, a, a nicer version of that? Cause that his thing is pretty damn clunky, whatever he's got on his wrist. I, I, I almost wonder if that's like a, I want to say like a cuff or, you know, like from like, you know, handcuffs, like some sort of, I mean, I just don't understand the, the purpose of this cuff thing because it's obviously wired up his arm. And I know we may have talked about this a little bit before, but maybe not gone too much in depth, but I'm just like, what, what, what is, it's got buttons on it and yeah. What looks like a dice cube in this yeah. shot. Yeah, you definitely. Get a nice, good, nice close look up, or a uh, good close up of it. And I think Khan is, I mean, his his necklace is made out of wires too. Like he's, you know, so he's, his fashion leans towards the electrical. It does. Yes. Um, he, he went down to the local Radio Shack and picked him up some uh, <laughs> some cords here. Um, but so, I, 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 I wonder too, and... Is, is this the reason why he's very strong? Like, is this some sort of... And we, again, we may have discussed this way back in the early minutes mm-hmm. about this um, and Bad Trekkie uh, because we obviously don't remember what we what we said. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. We need transcripts. Yeah. 
someone get on that. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. Is I don't understand the functional purpose of this device. I think we we have more that we we have more things to ask our listeners. What the heck does that thing do? What's your favorite phaser? Yeah, what's your favorite phaser, and what does that thing on Khan's wrist do? Um. Uh, the other, the other part uh, we talked about a little bit about this offline. So, um, some good music stuff going on in this minute. But at, at this moment, as they're panning up Khan's arm, there's a little bit of music, and then there's this—I don't know what—if it's a sound effect or part of the score. It's just a—I can't tell. Do you? What's your, what's your take on? It? I, I feel like it's part of like the, and I, I know I I. I it's like Khan's like little sound effect. It's it's like a little thing in the background of the of the music. It's woo, you know. It's uh, it's just that little weird sound. So you think it's you think it's part of uh, uh, James Horner's score? Yes, yes. I don't think it's around. I don't think it's like a sensor in the background or uh, you know something beeping and booping in the background. I think it is it's part of the score. Part of the score, but it's deliberately put there because yes. it's we're seeing Khan. Yes. Okay. All right. right. I, I am undecided, so I'm going to go with you on that because I, I, I was, I think, I think when I was, I think when I was a kid, at one point, I thought the sound effect was the thing on his wrist making noise. Well, I, I think what I thought was because he's, you know, sitting in a area where there's lots of sensors and stuff like that. I thought it was just something behind him making that noise. But the yeah, more I sort of be. have listened to it. I feel like it's part of the score. Okay, that's my. That's my All right. I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to go with it because I'm I'm undecided. So Khan tells him he has been listening this whole time, and Terrell has done well. Yes, and, uh, and we get we get our we get our yet again, David. I knew it. <laughs> this is what he. What does he know? What does he know now? I know. <laughs> first. First he thought first he thought it was the military. Thought it was Starfleet. Then he thought it was Kirk. And now he's saying, "I knew it." He knew Khan. He knew, or is he? What does he know? I think he so. He doesn't obviously doesn't know who Khan is. I think he. No. Just, I just think he thinks because here's these two Starfleet officers, you know, Chekhov and Terrell, who he's been in communication with. He knows that it was them. They're here to steal his his research. They're here to steal his stuff. Oh, so he's still focused on these two guys, part of the Reliant. So he's 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 lumping. He thinks I think Khan he, is with them. Yes, I think he thinks Khan is where with the military, with Starfleet. Got it. Got it. Oh, there'd be a story, huh? If that's how it actually went down. Yeah. Oh. Uh, wait a minute. Didn't isn't that what Into Darkness actually was? Hmm. Uh. Save it. I need yeah. to put that one aside. Put a pin in it. We do have to talk about Into Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> At some point during the show, uh, I'm going to pin that one. Um, so, David, hothead that he is, I knew it, you son of a bitch. Sorry, everybody. Yes. And he and, uh, is immediately tackled by Savick upon his jump jumping after Terrell. And Terrell, yeah. quick on the draw there, immediately fires, hitting no one. But Jetta. No, I was going to say, no one. What are you talking about? Yes. It's Jetta, who is just now just standing there. Yes. And uh, so back to talking about the phaser. And when I think of a phaser, I always think of like a solid beam. 
and maybe I'm programmed by next generation right now, you know, seeing that, like how that's how they do the phasers coming out of this phaser is like a, it's like a multi, you know, pew, 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 you know, that sort of not like, and it's obviously not like star Wars, but it's a different type of it's like machine gun fire. <laughs> yes. Pew. It's like rapid succession of the, the beams coming out of the phaser. Yeah. And it, it's funny. I've never noticed that because the, I'm trying now I'm trying to, in my head, put together the, the phaser sound effect right with with that and i don't think this the sound effect doesn't have like a it doesn't have a pew pew it doesn't have a it doesn't go pew 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 it's more of like a <laughs> you know it's like a it's like a solid sound like a <laughs> we have to apologize again i know no one wants to listen to us <laughs> mimicking all the sound effects <laughs> But yeah, it doesn't well, have that that's, machine that's... that was a staccato. Is that what the word, the right word? It, you know, you know that. <laughs> I'm doing it again. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, that that is pretty cool. And and then of course we get the very dramatic disintegration, vaporization <laughs> of vaporization of Jeddah. Jeddah. I mean, he is just a, a liquefied and ashes in a matter of seconds. Yeah, and there's so many. There's so many great, like, you know, he he throws himself back in, in pain, and yeah. uh, and then he starts to disintegrate. And all the disintegration like blows backwards, so it's yep. just it's violent, and it's you know, in the original series, you know, they just kind of when they disintegrated somebody, didn't they just they glowed briefly for a moment, then disappeared, yeah. and they just sort of disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was um, this was fantastic. It, it is it is it is pretty cool, but the. Uh, uh, the scream, uh, I still, it still haunts me a little bit, <laughs> and I, I don't know if I, if it's because of you know it, it burned into my brain when when I saw it in the theater when I was eleven and just disturbed me that much. Right. Um, but you had said something uh, offline about that sound effect. It makes me scream. think. It makes me think of um, the uh, the scream from um, the motion picture. When the two characters are beaming over from when the the mm. transporter's not quite working right, and they try to attempt to beep the Vulcan and the um and the, I think the other person there over, and they are I don't know if it's like a can scream noise like from the Star Trek universe or if it's a um you know this was right recorded yeah, just I don't I don't know either. I'd have to go back and listen I, to I don't it. know. But it, but it definitely made me think of that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that one too because that is another. Well, we talked. I know we've talked about that one. That yeah. is that scene is haunting to me too. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know if it's. Uh, I, I wonder myself like, what makes this this so dramatic? Is it? I think it's the scream. I think it's the reaction as Jetta. You know, he doesn't just stand there and get blasted. Yeah, he, he just throws, himself, yeah, he throws backwards. himself backwards, and it's like he's feeling the force of the yeah. weapon blow him back and. Yeah, it's. I think it's everything combined, you know. And then, yeah, just the complete and utter vaporization of his body, you know, as you sort of see li little bits and pieces sort of fly off. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Yeah. You think any of that landed on Kirk or Carol? I think by the time it gets them, it's it's already gone. It's gone. It's like a firework. Yeah, it's all gone. That would be gross, though, if they were covered in ash. Yeah. <laughs> so can we back up a sec? Just... Um... Savick, she is like supernatural here. Her reaction to you know David just he he barely you know he says the line pretty quickly you know you son of a bitch, and then lunges and 
he is just starting to move and she's right there. She she's moving almost at the same instant as him. Yep. And grabs him and knocks him over. Um I just I I find that pretty there was there was <clears throat> no room for error. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> if she hadn't reacted as quickly as she had, he, he would have been dead. Gotten it. Yeah. It would have been a whole different movie. Oh yeah. Yes. It would have been like Star Trek three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Next season. Oh, um, next but uh, obviously, as the scene is pulled back, we see that Chekhov, yes, does have the drop on McCoy. And I feel like that's a little weird that he's holding a phaser on McCoy. Like, these two guys are buddies. And I feel like that's 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 not right. That's <laughs> not right. Well, it's, you know, it's the whole uh, the whole eel in the ear thing. It is. It is. He's uh, Well, he, and he, he moves it. He's now when, in the panic here. Kirk t- you know, steps forward to... I don't know, try and intervene. Um, and now Chekhov's swinging that phaser back and forth between everybody. So yep. um, he doesn't care who. It's like they're junkies, like backing off yeah. of the cops. So Terrell's, yes. Terrell, yeah, don't move anybody. Uh, and Khan chimes in at that point. Captain, we're waiting. What's the delay? Um and he seems very I don't I don't understand this posture either. Like he's sort of leaning on the he's sort of leaning on the panel there, the console, and he's got his it looks like his hand might be on his hip or something. It's just the pose is very very curious. I, I thought he's just all it he's just being super casual and Yeah, like this, almost this almost is, too casual. Well it's confident con. You know, he knows it he goes yet again, he's got the drop on these guys. Right, yeah. True. And, it's like yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. You almost you wonder if he's holding a drink in his other hand that he's you know, he's sipping yeah. a drink. What's the delay? This was this yeah. What's the delay? This was where I was um, where I was looking at the novelization was is this back and forth between Khan and Terrell? Right. Okay, so what's the delay? And Terrell's like, all's well, sir. You have the coordinates to beam up Genesis. There, there's a t- there's a tension there that didn't quite click for me. I'm like, what's the delay? I mean, he he only. Uh, the, the last thing Khan said was, "Yeah, I've been listening, and you've done well." Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't given him any instructions, um, unless the you know the pre-programmed instructions of once you find Genesis, eliminate Kirk. So just yeah, you know, so he's yeah. expecting him to report in that Kirk's dead. Yes, but then you can see you know where where you said uh, you know all is well, sir. You have the coordinates beam up Genesis. He he still he's very pained about this. You know he's and you can even Kurt, uh, Chekhov actually does a better job visually here than he did you know when he said I'm sorry, Admiral. He's he definitely yeah. looks he he very looks pained. He's like he he definitely has that look on his face uh, of you know he's in turmoil as well. I mean Paul Winfield is doing a better job of like. You know, all is well, all is well, sir. And you know, looking at his communicator, and he's definitely sweating. And you, you, you know, he's he, he's not sure what to do. Yeah, uh, I, I had a note there too. The Chekhov grimace, yeah, uh, is great. Um, it's it's in reaction to the line. You know, you have the coordinates to beam up Genesis. That's when he makes the face, and you know, maybe maybe kind of sit back, and go, oh, so I mean. That really seems to upset him, right? He's grimacing. Yeah. And it made me think, I'm like, is he, is he upset? Is he so upset because he knows, you know, what Genesis can be perverted into, as David said? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. He, I just knows what's coming next. I, I think it's the duty, you know, he's here opposed to his previous captain who we spent many years with. 
and you know he's got a phaser to him and his other buddy McCoy, and I'm sure he's, you know, they're they're both having a moment of conscience where conscience where they're like, you know, uh, you know, this is not right. It's not right. It's not right. Well, let's talk about Khan now. So let's talk about his pose and his casual pose. Um, first things first, Captain Kill. Admiral Kirk. I mean, he almost looks pained, like he's he's be. It's it's like it's he's bored now, like he's got his fingers on the bridge of his nose. Like, oh come on, just get it over with. Yeah, that makes me think he's stressed out. Like, I don't I don't think stress. I just think like he's he's done. He's done with this, and he it, it, he wants to move on, and he wants Kirk dead. Oh, so he's just he's tired of it all. Yeah, he's tired of it all. He's right. He's done. <laughs> Kill uh, Admiral Kirk. I love Kirk's reaction to that. Yeah, he stands up sort of kind of backs up a little bit, stands up a little straighter like yep. he's getting ready to meet his maker. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know. Let's remember that if we do Star Trek Generations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Chekhov is definitely he's almost he almost has like this confused, pain look. Um, not sure what to do because he keeps looking back at you know Terrell and, um, but Terrell in this last you know seven ten seconds here is <laughs> he can't stand still. He keeps looking at the communicator. He's he's like, well, you know, it's he's having an internal dialogue with himself where he's like, well, I I don't I don't know what to do here. You know, he's. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's it's, yeah. It's I think one of my favorite Terrell parts yeah. of the whole movie. Just, just that the little, back forth. just that little head, head shake that he does, sort of like mm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And Chekhov clearly, Chekhov doesn't want to pull the trigger, and that's why he's he's he looks pained, and he's looking at you know Terrell like, well, you know, yeah, you don't really know them. You should shoot him. Yeah, he's 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 shaking, and yeah, he definitely does not want to pull the trigger. No. So yeah, kudos to Paul Winfield here with this with this yes. reaction. This, was, of, this of, was your minute, pal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not done though with this minute. So what we haven't talked about is it's actually happening right now. I think in these last like ten seconds or so, the music. Yes. So uh, I think and we've talked about James Horner. You know how he's you know reused things from Battle Beyond the Stars and other films and and things repeat and whatever, but. Yeah. Uh, this music here uh, is totally music from, well, I think it's from uh, the trash compactor scene in Star Wars. Really? And, yeah. It's when, the, as the walls are closing in, um, you know, everybody's yelling and screaming and uh, 3PO. And uh, yeah, there's just such dramatic music as the doors are, ch- as the walls are chugging in. And uh, I swear it's the same music here. Hmm. It's just building up and building up and, uh, did you think it was from a different one, or was that, or were you talking about a different part of the different minute? Well, I think that's different. I think offline, as I was listening to the, you know, listening to the minute, and um, you know, definitely listening to the music, I, I was, um, I, I was hearing Battle Beyond the Stars. Like there was the opening of Battle Beyond the Stars has like this horn section, and it's, you know, obviously the bad guy, and and that's what I visually saw was like, oh. That, that's totally Battle Beyond the Stars. And obviously that's another James Horner movie, but mm-hmm. um, in terms of score, but I didn't, I, I don't think I, I heard Star, I, I didn't hear Star Wars. No? 
No. Well, you, your homework, sir, is to go and listen to the trash compactor scene. Okay, I will compare. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's all I had for this minute. What about you? Uh, that's it. That's uh, Yeah, this is a great minute for Terrell, only to be leading into a bad minute for Terrell. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, some, some good stuff. Love the phaser. Love the... You know, as much as we all love Jetta, you know, I love the death scene for Jetta. I mean, it was just fantastically done. Um, and you can't state again how much I love Paul Winfield in this movie. Agreed. All right, folks. Well, we'll uh, if you want to find us online, uh, we are on Twitter at WOK Minute. We're also on the Facebook uh, at the Wrath of Con Minute Listener Federation. You can join that group and uh, finish the conversation with us or continue the conversation about this minute. Um, We'll also be doing some, some definitely some voting on phasers and, and whatnot uh, from this minute. So uh, check that out. Um, you can also uh, go out to iTunes or Stitcher or the Google Play Store and uh, uh, rate and review the show. We'd love to hear from you there. And uh, we'll be back here again on Friday with Minute 69 of Star Trek II here at the Wrath of Con Minute. <laughs>